I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, know you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Riverside, California was an investigation of firsts. The first time we worked with law enforcement. The first time we got so many predators in one investigation, 51. And the first time we heard a number of excuses. And actually, the first time I confronted someone who had seen one of our previous investigations. Yes, actually watched to catch a predator on Dateline NBC and came over anyway. Such is the case with Keith Williams. And that is why Williams, South Bay Guy 310, is the focus of this episode of Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen. You've heard me talk about Riverside, California before. We were in a subdivision, a modest neighborhood. And it was the first time we worked with law enforcement, in this case, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. The investigation was headed by Chad Bianco, then a lieutenant, now the actual sheriff of Riverside County. It was their first time working on a case like this with media, and obviously Perverted Justice was there doing the decoy work online. Perverted Justice would provide me and my team transcripts of the conversations, as well as the Sheriff's Department and the Prosecutor's Office in Riverside County. The Sheriff's Department had set up a motorhome in a driveway next door, and that was the initial processing center. And once the guy was arrested leaving the house, he would be taken to the motorhome, initially processed, then whisked away to the Sheriff's Department headquarters for proper booking. Well, as you can imagine, with 51 guys showing up in three days, the guys were bumping into each other at one point. And let me take you back so you remember what the layout was. We had a nice house, probably a four bedroom house. And, and we had the guys come down a sidewalk on the side of the house and come into the back door. Again, we try not to cause disruption in the neighborhood for a number of reasons. And it was working pretty well. And the first night, I gotta tell you, I, I, I was just blown away at how fast these guys were showing up. And 
what they wanted to do to a 13, 14-year-old boy or girl. Dell and Frag were on site chatting and coordinating. Other perverted justice decoys were hard at work too, including one who was chatting with a man who went by the name South Bay Guy 310. Now, what we've learned since then is that this wasn't the first time somebody from perverted justice actually chatted with this fellow. He was using a different screen name, but it was still Keith Williams. And it was really in terms of predators this Friday night. It was an all-star cast, quite a roster. We had Jean-Pierre Wary, who we've profiled here. Dan Allen, whose daughter we interviewed on this podcast. And of course, Keith Williams. Williams, who was uh, 32 years old, said he was much younger online. And the chat was very, very graphic. Uh, He got right down to business. Now, this particular case, to me, is significant for a lot of different reasons. One, as you'll hear in a minute, Williams had actually seen our previous show. Two, the first time he drove by the house to have his illicit date with a 13-year-old girl who called herself Chelsea, he actually saw a previous predator being arrested. Can you imagine? In the front yard, a guy's being arrested by police. Keith Williams drives by, communicates with the decoy, and says, hey, what's going on? I saw the cops out in front of the house. The decoy, thinking quickly, says, well, it's a neighbor. Been involved in drugs. I think it was just a bust over there. Williams buys into it. And a few minutes later, comes circling around. And he's a big guy. He's got a beard, mustache, ball cap on. And he comes into the house. And right away, he knows he's in trouble. Listen to what he said online. Again, like so many of these guys, it starts mm, somewhat innocuous, but maybe it's just me and maybe I'm just jaundiced and maybe I've read too many of these transcripts, but I see where it's going almost from the get-go. What are you doing, he asks, Chelsea, getting a soda. What are you doing? What kind of soda? Diet vanilla Coke. Right away, he says something about having a digital cam, wanting to see her. She says, my dad took it away. I don't have one anymore. And now he knows this girl is 13, supposed to be 13. Go borrow his cam and take a pic, okay? She says, um, how? I don't know. Take it. I can't. So right away, he's trying to coax this girl. I mean, just minutes into the conversation, into taking a pic so he can see it. Why you want me to so bad? I want to see you naked. A a pic anyway. All right, so this is 10 minutes into the conversation. He's asking for a naked pick. Now, in the chat, South Big 310, Keith Williams says he's 26. Like that, any better than being 32, but that's what he goes with. And again, Chelsea has made it very clear that she's 13. The chat is sexual right away. Okay, do you want to see what's up? Like now? Um, When can you? He says, I'm not ugly. I won't hurt you, okay? Want to talk on the phone first? 
I mean, he's a fast mover here. Do you have any pics that show more of your body? So she's provided a pic that uh, provided just his hand of a, a 13-year-old girl. And that's not enough for him. He gets into the conversation further. Do you masturbate? Asks when he can call. He asks, are you shaved? Kind of trimmed, you know. Nice. Any pic I can see of that? Um, like naked? No. Okay. Can I take some? So he wants to come over and take pictures of this 13-year-old girl. And he's pressuring her and pressuring her for, for these pictures that he wants. Then he goes on, you ever tried doggy style? I don't think so, she says. Then what, just on your back? I don't really remember everything I did. Why? Like, you know, when I get drunk. South Bay guy 310, okay, how many have you been with? that you know of, like five or six. Sometimes the decoys play along like they're promiscuous at an early age. South Bay Guy 310 says, how many at one time? Chelsea, two, geez. Then she says, I gotta go eat dinner with dad in a minute. Are you gonna call or what? Yes, six, he says. He's already asking for the address of the house. He wants to get over there. But there's more chat first before his visit. Have you ever had an orgasm? I don't know. What's the biggest cock you've had? I don't know, geez. How many guys from the internet have you fucked? Be honest. Like that I met online? When was that? I don't know, offline too, I guess. South Bay guy 310, have you fucked in your house before? Yeah, she says. In your bed or, yeah. Can I videotape us? I mean, <laughs> 13 years old and he knows this. I want to watch it and masturbate to it. So he wants to get a videotape of them having sex. And then he asks, do you masturbate? He says, you like doing what you're told? I mean, I don't want you to be mad, she says. So I guess. Good girl, make daddy happy, says Keith Williams. And then there's a whole discussion about how many drinks that he should bring to make sure she's drunk enough to go through with all this. What kind of alcohol she likes. Two or three cans of uh, Mike's Heart Lemonade should do the trick, they agree. And he gets demanding, talking about oral sex. Did you swallow? Oh my God, she said. Do you want to know? I'm asking, just answer me. Again, aggressive and demanding. Most guys don't want to know what a girl did with other guys, she says. Like some guys want you to say you're a virgin. He says, I do, okay. No, I don't care. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when this guy shows up and there's actually a 13-year-old girl there and I'm not there with the crew in the sheriff's department? What do you think is going to happen based upon this conversation? You like being fingered, he says. Chelsea, if it's gentle. How many guys have you, I won't even use the language here, but given oral sex to is the point. Then he says, I won't hurt you, I promise. Oh, what a guy he is. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Now, if you remember the episode, Keith is a big guy. 
230, 240, about 5'7", got a beard, mustache, wearing a ball cap. South Bay guy 310 agrees to bring the Mike's Hard Lemonade and says he'll also bring a camera, hoping the girl will let him take naked pictures of her. As he's driving to the house, he calls the decoy to get further directions. As I mentioned before, as he finds the house and is pulling up, he sees that other arrest. This is pretty amazing, though, because Dell really had to work quickly here. Dell Harvey was with perverted justice at the time. Makes up the story about her neighbor being arrested for dealing drugs. Okay, so that passes. And here he is coming into the house. Now, I intercept him pretty quickly because I get the feeling that he's cagey because of what he's seen. And, and I tell him, you know, why don't you have a seat? I knew it, he says. You knew what? So you knew what? I was in trouble. You knew you were in trouble. Please sit down. Actually, I'm not relaxed. I'm not going to give an interview. You're not going to give an interview? What are you doing? Why did you do it? I wasn't, I don't know. I just, bored. Honestly, look at my, I just, you know. I don't believe any of that. You don't? Now, here's the amazing thing about South Bay Guy 310. He thinks in his mind that if he just admits that he was wrong, which he says over and over again, and you'll hear some of that here in a second, and he promises to go to meetings, get treatment, throw away his computer, never go on his computer again, that he might walk out of this without having to go to jail without having to be on TV. Now, he's not absolutely certain that this is me and a catcher predator, but he's starting to get the, the sense that he's walked into this sting operation. But he's, he's going to try his best here. I was bored. I said, why don't you get a hobby of some sort? Well, I have hobbies, he says later. Anyway, take a listen. I'd just rather just deal with this and get you know, 20 lines into this. I know. How are you a virgin? I'm not just bored. I'm bored. Why can't you find a hobby or something? I'm, you're right. Can, I just, can we just skip onto this so I can get in trouble? I know I'm wrong. I mean, it's definitely wrong. Do I go to jail? What do I do? Take naked pictures of her years. Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm not denying anything I said. It's all right there. What kind of panties do you have on? Okay, I think. Nice. What size boobs do you have? Yeah, I know. God damn it! I'm just an idiot. Can I vouch it and masturbate? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong. Do you understand? I'm telling you, I'm wrong. And then I ask him directly. It's not your first time down this road. Remember, you know, when we do this podcast, we have the benefit of hindsight. We go back. I immerse myself in the confrontation research independently. We've got Joey Teacap helping us out, obviously. What led them to the sting? Where they are today? If they've reoffended. But in the moment of the confrontation, I'm getting information on the fly. Dell may actually run up and hand me something. Lynn Keller, the producer, might actually slide me a note. In many cases, there was a discussion about actually putting an earbud in my ear so the producers could talk to me. I tried it once. I really didn't like it because I wanted to be just so totally focused on the predator 
that I'd get into his head. And, and I think for the most part, that worked out. Now, I was getting some notes, and it turned out that this very same guy, Keith Williams, under a different screen name, was chatting up another perverted justice decoy in the months before our stay. And it was early on in the whole perverted justice movement. And so he wasn't criminally prosecuted, but he he did get prosecuted in Riverside County. Keith Williams did. And so I confront him with, it's not your first time down this road. And he doesn't really cop out, but he does say that he'd prefer not to be on camera. A little too late for that, Keith. South Bay guy, 310, you're gonna make the movie. So then I announce, in this case, sort of in two phases, who I am and what we're doing. Listen to what happens. I'm telling you, I'm wrong. I'm not telling you that I'm defending myself. I'm telling you I am wrong. Do you ever watch that episode, actually? And that's why I just, I don't prefer to be on camera. Oh, I'm Chris Hansen, you saw the earlier episode. Yes, I did. So you I know, think it was something, you know, honestly, you know what this is all about. Yes. Yeah, because I'm Chris Hansen, we we're doing another story in computer yeah. preparation. Okay. That's not that I'm... So let me get this straight. You saw our earlier story. Right. You drove by this house and saw police out front. Yeah. Yet you walked in here anyway. Now, again, he says he doesn't want to give an interview, but he keeps talking. Bored. Like I told you. Bored? Yes. I'm wrong. Well, what I'm going to tell you is, is that I'm never going to do this again on everything I love in life. I'm going to go home. I'm going to get rid of my computer. I was bored. I'm wrong. And he sticks to that. Well, those things are true, perhaps, but it doesn't justify trying to sexually assault a 13-year-old girl. I mean, you're free to leave. You know? no, well, to go okay, I'll leave that there because I don't want it. Well, you can take it, too. I don't need it. She's taken away, charged, gets out on bail. And this is almost unbelievable. But while he's out on bail for the charge in our state, he gets online and starts chanting up another decoy for perverted justice. And again, he knows this. So facing the possibility of that coming up at his trial, he ends up pleading guilty, Keith Williams does. And he is sentenced to a year in jail, five years probation, and registration as a sex offender for the rest of his life. So he does his time, he gets out, and we follow up with Keith, and he gets out of jail in California, and he moves to Kentucky. So he's living down in Kentucky now, almost 50 years old, and he's a registered sex offender there. We tried reaching out. The number that I found was... uh, not answered. He's actually in a place called Owenton, Kentucky. And he's been working. We've been told he delivers pizzas now and again and has a couple other jobs. Not sure exactly what they are. But people do know if they get the registry that Keith Williams is a sex offender in Kentucky. When you leave a state, you're supposed to immediately register in the state you move to. And he did that. And as far as we can tell, Keith Williams has not reoffended. He's apparently figured out a way to not be bored or not go online. One would hope that the fact that 
There's no record of Keith Williams offending over the last 15 years as a sign that maybe he did, as he promised me, throw away his computer and never re-offend again. I don't know. It's hard to believe somebody who did this three times and only got caught once might change his ways. But maybe it was that year in jail. Maybe it was moving to Kentucky. Maybe it was being near family. And maybe it's just because he has continued to have to report and be held accountable as a registered sex offender. People often get anxious when they find out they're registered sex offenders in their area. And I understand why. But the real time to worry is when you have a sex offender who's not being monitored. So at least in this case, as prolific as he was for a time, he was also not the brightest fellow. So hopefully he's learned his lesson and we will not see Keith Williams, AKA South Bay Guy 310 in any of our future investigations. As you know, I like it when you reach out to me and leave an audio message with a question or a comment. And this week for this episode, the question comes from Chris Mazzella of Buffalo, New York. Chris? Good morning, Mr. Hanson. This is Chris Muscarella from Buffalo, New York. Just want to say I'm a huge fan of the To Catch a Predator series and especially enjoy the podcast that you're currently doing. Um, I just got a question about one predator in particular, and that's Lauren Cod Armstrong. I previously read his chat log before, and I find that really disturbing how he was so forthful and demanding with her. I just want to know what your thoughts are on him and how you felt when you were talking to him face to face. I mean, just the, the interaction alone, you know, it just had to have been disturbing. But I have to say, and I have to thank you, and I'm sure everybody else would agree. We appreciate you making him start in the uh, Church of Cod because it is very enjoyable to watch it on YouTube. Lauren, 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 what am I to do with you? Lauren Armstrong, we will definitely do an episode, if not two or three, on Lauren Armstrong. I'm hoping that Lauren actually sits down and gives me an interview. I know he's talked to other people on the um, internet, on various social media sites. And I attempted a couple times to go up there and do an interview, and because he was on probation, federal probation, and, and all kinds of other complications a few years ago, he was not able to do the interview. He was in and out of prison. But I'm going to renew my effort, and thank you, Chris, for reminding me to do so. I think of his chat. The chat was absolutely filthy. I remember the chat log being almost as thick as a telephone book and being a challenge to go through it when I confronted him in Kentucky. So yes, Chris, I will be doing an episode, maybe a couple different episodes on Lauren Armstrong and O'Cod and the Church of Cod. Thank you for your comment, your question. I appreciate it very much. It's become a bit of a tradition here on this podcast, so keep them coming. We've got more Predator Investigations in the works, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can catch me on Discovery Plus, on Cameo, on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Reach out to me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. <laughs>